yeah. Welcome back to another mini episode of Talking Baseball Team Projection and Profile. And today's special guest is the Texas Rangers. Come on down. The one team in Texas not getting bad headlines this offseason. Howdy, y'all. I'm the I'm the Texas Rangers. I'm the guest today. Do you are you a fan of the original Texas Rangers? Like early West claiming property type shit, or what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Deputies fighting the good fight, battling with the it's Indians. Big yes and no. Like respect the game, but also I don't know. You could be a bad guy and win so easily. Oh, yeah. neighbor, nice to meet you. You got your property. Oh, never mind, shot you. You're dead. I haven't seen the guy. This is my property. Sounds like you don't like them. Uh, no, I I think I laid it out there exactly what I want to say. Respect it, but not for me. Jake is anti-police. Let it be known. Don't know if those words were again uttered. We have no idea your opinion on it, and we're all waiting. I respect all authority, and I think they're trying their best in hard times. Okay, Jimmy hates police officers in 2020. Got it. No, I respect them. We got the quote. I respect. You said our guest was the Texas Rangers. How are we going to do that? I want you to speak as the Texas Rangers. Well, our guest tonight that we're talking about, like when they have, uh, like Will Ferrell's the guest at the Mark Twain Awards, and they just talk about him all night. Right, but that's because he's there and he's about to speak. Sometimes. Oh, sometimes. Uh, for maybe sure. sometimes he goes home and doesn't talk. This is, um, <laughs> I'm going to wait to see that one. Uh, where are you at with your Texas Rangers, Jim? Happy with them. I'm, I'm like very happy with the Texas Rangers because they're trying to win and putting forth a good effort to win. They have the new stadium this year. What's it called? Globe Life? Globe Life. Um, no, that was the old stadium. The new stadium is probably something else, right? New Globe Life? Globe Life. Globert Life. Globert. Yeah. Okay. Globert Stadium. And we, I miscalculated on the Rangers all last season because I, I thought they had so many pieces to trade. Pence, Miner, Lance Lynn. Hey, Santana. I, Santana. I thought they had so many pieces to trade, and I was like, start the rebuild. Do it. Do it. But... I didn't factor in the new stadium, and they don't want to open a new stadium to a rebuilding team. So instead, they took their team, which was middling, and said, no, let's just attack and and win with this team, which I I admire, and I think they're doing right by the people of Arlington. And I'm happy with the Rangers. I like some of the moves they made. They made trades, Jake. They made free agent signings. They got a new stadium. Like, whole new, whole new year. Whole new uh, feel and vibe around the Texas Rangers this year. IMO. Yeah, and I I think well, and maybe there's more of a positive vibe. I mean, this team hung around for a while last year. They were 500 on September September 13th or September 12th, and then they kind of skidded home to the finish, 78 and 84. But uh, yeah, I mean, they kind of got special years out of Lance Lynn and Mike Miner. Uh, Gallo also got hurt at the end there, and he was kind of their only offensive player that that brought it to the table. I see you, Danny Santana and Willie Calhoun. We'll get there. But um, yeah, man, uh, these these Texas Rangers are exciting. The old man pitching staff, 
you're either real jazzed up about or is a nightmare. This is, I think this is one of my bigger coin flip teams of the year. If, if this team finishes 70 and 90, I'm not shocked. If this team finishes 90 and 70, I also don't think I'm shocked because if, if these guys work out, they could be good. Yeah, the pitching staff is unique in that it's got five major league guys. Like, they don't have a rookie in the top five. They're not banking on a prospect coming up and filling it. Like, they have five major league pitchers. Uh, and we can get into, like, they traded for Kluber. They got Mike Miner. They got Lance Lynn. They signed Kyle Gibson, and they signed Jordan Lyles. And I don't know how to put this. Like, one through five, they may have one of the only one through fives in MLB where you go, yeah, that guy's a major league pitcher. Not saying fantastic, good, average, bad, but that guy's a major league pitcher. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Lyles figured things out the second half of last year where, uh, you know, he's their fifth starter. And as, you know, as fifth starter goes, that's that's a nice dude to have there. And I, I kind of love it. I mean, it, you know, we'll see what Kluber's got. Everyone's kind of got a different report on Kluber that he was like full on dead last year. Um, I mean, they've got him penciled in the one spot. I guess he's he's kind of a giant who you're watching if you're going to Ranger spring training this year. Cause is he a bona fide clue bot number one, or is he a scary old man injury waiting to happen? Um, so that's, that's one of the big ones for Texas, but yeah, man, I, I love it. They're, they're bringing in the new stadium. They've got a pitching staff. And the other thing that I, I can't speak well enough, but I'm, I'm sure our Ranger fans could reach out is uh you know they're doing something pitching wise in Texas. Everyone's focused on what uh what what are the that other team in Texas? What are they putting on their hands instead of Pine Tar? The Rangers have figured something out because Lance Lynn and Mike Miner had kind of crazy years last year, and it looks like from their free agent signings they believe they can work some of that magic with Kyle Gibson, with Jordan Lyles, with Kluber which I kind of love. You and I were excited for the Rangers to do a big signing like the Donaldson, or could they sweep in on Garrett Cole or Rendon? They ended up not going that way, but with their pitching staff they assembled, if they believe in their system and it works, like they're going to have, you're going to see a good texting, good pitch, a good texting staff and pitches is what I was going to say. Good, good texting staff and pitches. Good texting staff and pitches, baby. Who do you are on the same side of the coin, man? Like, Kluber can be very hurt and have no velocity anymore. Right. Uh, Lance Lynn can be very middling, mediocre easily. Yep. Kyle Gibson, same thing. Like you, you, He can throw a 4-3 ERA, and you're like, yeah, that's, that's not shocking. Kyle Gibson, yeah. Lyles could – so, when you said coin flip, I do like that they went out and got a bunch of major league dudes. I think they'll have the innings there, and you won't have to worry like a bad start's not going to go searching for the new guy immediately, you know? Yeah. Because you're like, well, he'll figure it out. He'll eat innings. He'll keep us in games, even if he's not a stud. That's kind of the vibe they have. You know, you know, and, and anyone that listens knows that I like major league arms, that at least they can go out there and they can keep you in the game for five, six innings every time they start, they might not have a three ERA. It might be a four ERA by the end because some starts are bad, but a majority of the starts, 
you get a quality start. Like you can win with pitchers like that. And this rotation, Minor, Lynn, Gibson, Lyles is full of it. Minor was better last year, and Kluber when right is better. But I, I I'm very iffy on Kluber. I think we might see a com- less for lesser velocity guy, and they made a big trade to get him. Yeah, I mean he's he's one of the radar gun will matter this spring with Kluber. Um, man, Lance Lynn's last year was nuts. 208.1. Him and Mike Miner, 208.1 innings pitch. How about that? Lance Lynn had 246 punchies last year. That's insane. So, hey, again, if, if what they're doing with the pitchers works, then they're going to have a nice starting rotation. If injuries or last year they walked into some fluky stuff, the starting pitching could could get old and broken pretty quick. And the bullpen, man, I mean, no household names are going to jump out. Jose LeClerc had an okay year, um, high strikeouts, uh, but, you know, he was their closer. It'll be interesting to see if, um, you know, they've got the young guy, Emmanuel Classe. Class they traded him. Or not, he's the one they traded. So I, and, and that's where I start to get nervous because we haven't talked about the lineup yet, which doesn't get you excited like a Texas lineup used to. And uh, the bullpen, I mean, uh, I'm curious to see what's going on down there this year. I think their lineup's a grab bag. Uh, I don't know if it's... I'm ha- I think you, a Texas fan can be excited about some of this. First okay. off, though, can we talk about how long Elvis Andrews has been with the Rangers? I think he's going on his 12th year. This dude just spent his entire 20s with the Rangers. Yeah. At shortstop. Like... That's more impressive than you think. You hear Elvis Andrews, and and you probably don't put him at the top of your list anymore. But the longevity of that, to be the starting shortstop for a decade for one team, is really kind of rare and cool. Yeah. No, it's, um. I mean, it just doesn't happen. And I think it's, um. you know, I, I think there's some mixed feelings about Elvis when I, when I was down in Texas because he kind of got paid, paid, and then he wasn't wasn't necessarily putting up the big numbers, but um, outside of 2018, I mean, he's he's been at shortstop for the Texas Rangers for 145-plus games for the past 11 seasons. He's never put up, like, big offensive numbers, though, so. No, I mean, he's he's got a couple 800 OPS seasons, 2016, 2017, which from the shortstop position, that's that's a pretty strong year. But, but that's um, recent, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. What would I say? 16, 17? When did he get um, paid? So he got paid, paid. Um, I mean, starting in 2015. But he's he's going to continue to get paid through 2023. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of this contract figured out. Um, yeah, I think, you know, net, net, he's racked up some, some decent war through the years. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. You don't bank on him. I mean, he's got a lifetime OPS of 704. So, yeah. you know. Didn't you and him share a girlfriend once? No, we, um, there was a, uh, a gal I knew, uh, in Dallas who, it, it, it's a long story for another time. That'll be some Patreon stuff. But, um, she, uh, yeah, she like casually dropped the fact that her and Elvis, uh, dated for a little while, and I was like, "Oh, cool." So maybe uh, both Elvises. So not, she was crazy. What are when you're looking at me? What are you thinking? <laughs> um, <laughs> she yeah. saw you more as a uh, Hrothnet Odor, and he's been there for a while too. 
Yeah, it's a odor is kind of a double entendre there. And yeah, man, I I think Texas fans are kind of they love the intensity, they love the punch. He's still young, but I mean, dude, he's got some hitting seasons that are just and and maybe it's tough to get over positionally because we always picture second baseman as slappy contact guys. The dude hit 30 homers last year. He had a 721 OPS, but he had a 205 batting average and like a 283 on base percentage. He had a negative war. Uh, I mean, it's just you wonder how he can have these seasons of fluctuation. 2016, he hit 271 uh, with 33 homers, a 70, a 798 OPS. Um, he's never been an on-base guy. Uh, I mean, 2018, 253 batting average, a 326 OBP. Um, the power was down a little bit, 751 OPS. I, I mean, the stat line is always going to freak you out. If you're if you're into OPS, it's going to make you feel a little more stable. But there's something to be said, man. I mean, 2017 and 2019, his batting average was 204 and 205. And unless you're doing crazy Adam Dunn power and walk things, those numbers in a lineup are just tough, man. I mean, you it feels like you go a week without getting anything from that guy, and that hurts in baseball. The balance, man. You need like everyday production, and then the big, the big breakouts. You can't have like no everyday production and a sprinkling of home runs. It's the old Chris Carter, uh, 2016 season with the Brewers. Dude hit like 45 home runs, but in between did absolutely nothing. So they right. DFA'd him or whatever, you know? It's yeah. like uh, the home runs are cool, but you need to put some doubles and singles between them every now and then. Um, yeah, and I, I, there, there is some optimistic stuff about this lineup. They got nothing last year from the catcher position. They bring in Robinson Chirinos, who, I, you know, he's, he's not a special hitter or anything, but for the average MLB catcher, he's going to give you a good performance, and he'll be working with that veteran pitching staff. I know you and I, that secretly makes us light up a little bit. They bring in Todd Frazier, who's, I mean, going to be Todd Frazier. Can he get a little Texas boost? We'll see what the hitting stats look like in this stadium. And then it's how much do you believe in Joey Gallo? I mean, he's kind of the only star star on this team. Maybe Willie Calhoun can can carry it over from last season. Um, and Shinsu Shin Chu is just going to get on base, which is kind of cool for them. But, yeah, it uh, it would have been nice if they got one more impact bat for this season. And when I say impact bat, dude, I mean, even someone like Yasiel Puig, I, I feel like he's a guy that would be a nice addition on this team because he's a threat. I appreciate you bringing up Puig, and it's going to derail me because I love him so much. But right. I want to go back to Shin Su Chu. Yes. He's another guy. His numbers are more impressive than people think of him. Yeah, it's true. His career numbers, and he's been in the been in the MLB for 15 years, probably 10 years as an everyday player, and his career OPS plus is 122. His career batting average is 275, 377 on base percentage, 826 OPS. Like those are good numbers for 10 year career numbers. Yeah, and man, timing timing is everything in, in life. Write that one down, kids. Because he got his big contract from Texas, and his first year, he kind of struggled. I think it was his worst year in the bigs, more or less. And then his second year, he bounced back pretty good, but his third year, he was basically hurt the whole time. And so that was after age 33. So now your, your first two out of three seasons, you got a bad year and a hurt year, 
with big money still coming. And, dude, he's bounced back, and he just does what he does. He gets on base. He's going to give you 20-plus homers. And, uh, yeah, not, he had not some, bad. He had some fun hair last year. You remember that? Fun guy. It's like dyed bright blonde. Do you think he carries the the momentum from Parasite cleaning up this year? Yes. Is that from where he's from? Yeah, it's South Korea. Who else is from South Korea that we talked about on this? Oh, heavy question. Ryu. Um, Ryu. Ryu. Last episode, so, yeah. Baby J's. Maybe once we get to G-Man Choi and some other guys, yeah. Do you think that the Rangers deserve this ranking from our fan base that voted? I'm glad you brought that up, Jim. So I, I started scrolling down the list and because the, the fans, again, they did a pretty good job. I think we're heading into a tricky area. You know, I, I I see some teams that I feel like could easily swap place with the with the Texas Rangers. I, I don't want to give them away, but you know, I'm seeing teams as high as like 12, 13, I mean even 10 that I feel like the Texas Rangers, if everything clicks, Joey Gallo's a star and the pitching staff is getting at it, you know, this team could be up there. If things go awry, Joey Gallo maybe gets hurt again. The old man pitching staff isn't what we think it is. The bullpen is what we think it is. You know, this this season could not be that pretty for Texas. But, yeah, and I, I'm trying to think if there's a bigger coin flip because, I mean, even a team like the Blue Jays we just did, I mean, we know – we kind of know their, their best case and their worst case. I You know, I don't think there's that much variance – yeah, and I, I, I kind of don't want to give away the teams coming up, but what, what what are your thoughts on that? Initially, I was like, oh, the Rangers aren't that low. Like, come on, they're, like, trying to win. And then I looked at the rest of the list, and I was like, oh, wait, maybe they are. There's a lot of teams that are trying to win this season. It's different than last year. So, but at, what, the results, like the, the bottom 10 or the bottom 7 were very obvious. The top 7 yeah. were very obvious. And this middle area in the polling, and if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, we, we put out a poll – uh, to rank all 30 teams, and we're doing them in reverse order. And the middle, the middle, like the 10 through 20 area, was like very just like, you know, if you got 10% of the vote, you won it. It was all over the board. Yeah, and I I, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to give a good example, and, I, dude, I almost, my example, I, you just can't do it with baseball. I was going to say the Mets. I was going to say, like, the Mets have such good pitching, and they've made additions that, you know, Yes, they could have a really good season. It's tough to see their season like fully falling apart. Yet again, it's the Mets, so I, I get nervous saying that. But I, I don't know. This Texas team, it feels like, oh, what are those those variance bubbles that, that came out today? Maybe I need to check out theirs because it feels like Texas should have the largest variance bubble. Hmm, variance bubble. I like that. You like that? Yeah. I don't know if you are ready for this conversation, Jake, but. Okay. There's a guy I'm rooting really hard for. For the Rangers this year. My number one root. Ooh. And it's not Todd Frazier, even though he's a dear friend. Right. And I watched his son play flag football. He was a beast. It's a guy called, uh, his name is Taylor Hearn. Do you know who Taylor that is? Hearn. You no. familiar with that guy? No. So he's a pitching prospect, okay? Um, he's ranked 10th in the organization. In 2019, he was ranked... 10th in the organization, which is nothing to clap your hands about. In my opinion, there's 30 teams to be ranked 10 on one means you potentially could be 300th in MLB, but good for him. He got called up last year, Jake. Well, first they traded for him. 
traded for him from Pittsburgh. I forget what the deal was. He got called up last year to start a game, okay, against Seattle. Walked Mitch Haniger, walked Domingo Santana, walked Edwin Encarnacion, walked the three batters he saw in his debut. Then he gave up a single, one run scored. Then he gives up a sack fly. No, no sack fly, just an out. So he gets one out. Then Ryan Healy hits a double off him. Then another walk. Then E3 on a foul ball. Then a single. And that's his career line as a big league pitcher. He got one start. He did absolutely awful. He walked five. He pitched 0.1 innings. No, he walked four, gave up four earned runs and three hits. So he is my biggest root. He needs to make it back to the bigs and have at least another outing. Even if the next outing is shitty, you can't leave Major League Baseball or go back down to the prospects and never make it back and have that be your one experience as a major leaguer. So I am rooting for Taylor Hearn to make it back to the bigs and right is wrong. I disagree a little bit. Made it to the bigs and got an out. I, I think that's all you need on the buckle. Uh, <laughs> but I, if you're rooting for him, I can root for him too. Yeah, I am. They have they have no prospects that are supposed to really come up uh, this year, which is why they probably went out and traded a lot if they wanted to be good. They have, like, a lot of their top prospects aren't expected up until 2021 and 2022. Man, this this is a funky team. So the 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 graphs I was referencing before the bubble graphs are the Pakoda standings, Pakoda, um, which is like a baseball simulation thing where where they get the projected, you know, your your project projected final win loss. Dude, they have the Texas Rangers seventy three and eighty nine, and for me that just feels off. And you know, maybe I'm underestimating it. Yes, the Angels got better. Um, Houston's still really, really good. Oakland's going to be really good. Um, but I mean, this Texas team, they went 78 and 84 last year. They were 500 in mid September and they got better, right? Yeah, I think they got better. They lost Hunter Pence, who was huge for them last year. He was I mean, good. I, the, Gallo the f- missed half a season. Yes. I mean, Pence, dude, Pence's numbers, I remember at one point his numbers during the first half. For like old man Pence on a one year contract, and, and he's gone back to wherever he is now. I mean, he ended with a nine ten OPS, and at one point had a nine sixty. It was pretty good. He was doing well. I think he got hurt at some point. He did sure. in August, or he just didn't play anymore. I think he got hurt. We did the pitching staff. We kind of did the hitters. Is there any other hitters we need to talk about? I mean, Gallo. He's like, does does he make or break their season offensively? Does does this offense revolve around Joey Gallo having a good season? I mean, a little bit. Uh, you know, his numbers are actually more impressive than I thought when once I got back in in there. I mean, he in seventy games last year, seventy games, he had twenty two homers, forty nine RBIs, a three eighty nine on base, and a nine eighty six OPS. I mean, that's that's elite. Is and the stadium so he, built for him? It is called Glove Live Field. Okay, so they're keeping the globe life going. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they expected Nomar Mazzara to be a bigger hitter for them, and they, they kind of punted on him this year, training him to the White Sox. Yeah, I, I mean, if 
if the Rangers are in wild card contention, I think we you have to be saying Joey Gallo's a star and this pitching staff is making it work. Yeah. Oh, so the old place, Jake, was called Globe Life Park in Arlington. Yes. This one's called Globe Life Field. So ah. they've I don't know how you rank parks and fields. I think they've downgraded. I think I have parks above fields. That's tough for me. I'd, I'd have to deep dive because I love fields. I mean, those are a signature of sports field where parks sometimes aren't, but in baseball world, they are. I, I have to go. I have to think about that. Okay. Okay. And I was trying to find the dimensions. It should be easy to find. Uh, oh, didn't they do something really cool with the dimensions? They did it after like old players. That was cool. Like, like down the right field line is three twenty six, and that twenty six represents um, Juan Gonzalez, I think. Johnny Oates. Johnny Oates. Excuse me. Uh, Sorry. Three hundred and three hundred and twenty nine to left field. That's twenty nine for Beltre. Three seventy two. Uh, the center field's deep. 410 in center, uh, 326 down the line. It's very – the it's it plays similar for both righties and lefties. It's three feet closer for lefties in that porch at 326. So, cool. Huge. Good for them. One foot deeper than the old one. Still kind of a short porch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about, we talked a lot, Jake. We did a lot. Do they have anyone playing that could be traded if things go south? Last question, uh, conversation to have before we end this one. I mean, if things go south, Todd Frazier. Shinsu uh, Chu. Shinsu, maybe. Mike um, Miner. People could be begging for Roughned to get out of there. Um, Corey Kluber. He has a yeah, vesting option for 2021. We were, I mean, we were trying to trade all those pitchers last year. So I guess if things went south, yeah. God, I, I don't know. Uh, Jimmy, I, I'm going to kick it to your, your schedule. How, how are they, how are they kicking off the season? That could be big for them. Well, they're going to have extra oomph already because they have a brand new, new stadium. stadium. So and the opening, fir- opening day at the Texas Rangers stadium is, is one of the bigger parties in MLB baseball. Bigger than Detroit. People hate when you say MLB baseball. Um, and I think it's up there. I, I think Texas can give every, anyone a run for their money. It's a, it's a shit show. Okay. They open up on the road. What a bummer. Four-game set versus the Seattle Mariners. Huge, huge. <clears throat> I mean, ooh. They should beat them. Oh, the first game at Globe Life Field is um, the Rangers versus future, Rangers Futures. So they're playing their own prospects. That'll be the soft oh. opening. Soft opening. Make, sure, make sure all the vendors are up to par. You know, you don't want one vendor. You put him out for game day, opening day, the real deal, and he's just tripping up and down the steps, you know, spilling yeah. peanuts. So you got to do the soft opening against the – the the future players and then uh, then they host the Angels at home, then the Rays, and then they go on the road to face the Rockies, then Houston, New York, White Sox, Phillies. 
And that's going to be their tough, their first like tough, tough stretch, it seems. Uh, kind of a mixed bag there. Kind of a coin flip, just like them. I like it. Get it get it going against the Emners. Bring it home. Keep that momentum rolling, baby. Um, I don't know. I, I guess the more the more I look at it and the more I think about it, uh, it it's gonna be tough. Um, hey, uh, again, we're recording these in the future or the past, however you look at it. Um, go get Puig, and I'll I'll honestly like this team a lot more without much reasoning. What if they trade for Jock? Jock would be cool. Um, I, I mean, Jock would be cool. I mean, you're starting to get a little lefty, um, you know, Gallo, Chew, if, if they were to get someone like Jock, Willie Calhoun. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, Danny Santana is the switch hitter. I, I'd like to see one more righty impact bat in this lineup. What if Greg Bird cracks the roster? Our old Yankee friend, he, Greg Bird. He could. I mean, right now they have Ronald Guzman batting, batting ninth playing first base, which is always a, a baseball oddity, it feels like. Um, we've always liked Greg Bird. Spoiler, uh, partially because we met him and he has a pretty swing. Um, if he could stay healthy, I think you and I would not necessarily go to war, but we think he could be a better player than Ronald Guzman. I don't think you and I can deep dive into Greg Bird. No. No. So they finished 2019 with 78 wins. The per over under Vegas over under for the Texas Rangers is 75 and a half. Mm. This is a brutal one, man. Uh, the instinct is to say over, but you, that division, that division's strong. I am saying over. I think okay. they will be rewarded for going and doing it. Rewarded for going and doing it. They took the leap. No rebuild. We're going to go get some guys. I think they're going to be rewarded and win 82 games. 82. Joey Gallo. Hell, I'll go over with you. How about that? Hey, two friends, both taking the over, having a great time talking baseball every day little mini episodes and that's going to do it for us thank you very much for listening see you later